today on The Breakdown. It's the 10K Six Max World Series of Poker Championship event. I mean, this is the event where everybody who's anybody who's great is playing in this event. And I have, we have an old school favorite for you. Not even that old school, really. It's Mustafa Kanit. And he's playing a hand where he's just got a little something, something. Doesn't have very much at all. But he's got some big decisions ahead. And he's one of the chip leaders of the event at this point. But he's going to end up playing a big pot with a pretty small hand, or at least a potentially big pot. And he's got some tough decisions ahead. We're going to navigate that right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, he doesn't have much of a hand in this hand, but he does have a huge stack. Yes. It's a nice thing to have in an event with so many luminaries, as you might say. This thing is tough. Just looking at the video, which this is from the uh, Winamax series Inside the Mind of a Pro, which Jonathan has watched a lot of and highly recommends. I'm a big fan Uh, of it. This is the Mustafa Kanit episodes. Yeah. Obviously, uh, but like just at this six max table, we have Mustafa Kanit. We have this kid he's playing against. So we don't know who he is, but apparently the kid's good. We got Davidi Katai. We got Matt Waxman. In the background, you can see Scott Seaver. And as the hand's going on, Sam Greenwood comes to sit down at the table. So this is not an event you want to play if you're afraid of losing 10K because you're going to lose 10K. You're going to lose 10K so much of the time. Even if you're one of the best players in the world, you're going to lose 10K so much of the time, let alone a mere mortal like all the rest of us, where we're just like essentially dead money. We're the guys who they hope will play in this event, you know, like, you know, a few people taking some rich whales who are horrible and people like us who are like taking a shot, you know, and it's like this is the wrong place to take a shot. Like there's so many better places to put your 10K if you want to take a shot, like the main event, for example, such a higher EV spot than this, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, there have been, as I'm sure for you, Jonathan, as well, many instances in my life where I get moved tournament tables and people moan when I sit down. They're upset right. that I'm sitting there. Right, of course. They're like, damn it. In this event, if I came and they knew who I was, they'd be like, oh, fucking thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, not one of the top point zero 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 one percent players in the world. Someone who's going to be afraid of the money, maybe, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, who's going to get nervous about things I might be able to get a tell on, who's not going to be basically perfect in everything, you know, fabulous. What a deal. Like, I have a clear edge on this person. I'm so excited. Yeah. Like, guaranteed, you know. Yes, Sam Greenwood, you do. You have a clear edge on us. It's, we acknowledge that. It's fine. And we're <laughs> afraid of the money compared to you, too. Yes, that's right. It's fine. You know. Why is Sam Greenwood being such a dick to us and like <sighs> yelling at us and telling us how we're bad? It's because we did that show with him, uh, not with him, but on Luke, his brother. And uh, you got to defend Luke because nobody else will. Yeah. Because in the end, we were like, we think Luke screwed this up. Right. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we've, we've thought that Sam screwed stuff up. I know I reference the hand all the time, but it is still maybe the most confusing hand we've ever done where, where Greenwood has 11 blinds and ace queen mm-hmm. and limps and then three bet shoves the king high flop with no draw. It's weird. It's super weird. Super weird. He, he, <laughs> it's such a strange hand. I have to believe if we were to sit down and talk, he's like, all right, it's part of this bigger strategy where, although that one looks weird, but if you put it in, you know, back in the pile of all the other hands where I'm taking this line with, it makes sense. I have to have a few bluffs. And now I don't know why he has to take this line with any hand. Don't get me wrong, which is where he limps with 11 blinds. Cause we spent a lot of time on that, on that, on that particular show, but 
He has his reasons for all these things. And I, I would guess that ultimately we'd be like, well, I get it at least, you know what I mean? If he explained it to us as opposed yeah, to, I mean, you know, maybe the, the same, maybe it's like just the gulf between him and us is such that like the same way that, you know, we recently talked about how we developed a limping strategy a couple mm-hmm. of years back in 2017. And there would be times when players who played with me a lot and like thought I was a really good player were confused when they saw that I had limp three bet with ace three of diamonds or something like that. Right. And they're like, that seems bad. That can't be good. Right. right? But I'm like, well, it's an overall strategy and it's balanced and it's because of this. Like I didn't actually tell them that, but you know, sure. that's, that's the reason. And they couldn't fathom that. Right. It might be a, a version of that where we're, we're that guy and Sam Greenwood is us. The and tru- he's like, well, it's an overall strategy and it's this word that you've never heard of before. And it actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, not to, almost go back on certain things I've said about Matt Berkey in the past, but like if you're really like at the forefront of things and coming up with new stuff to fuck with the best players in the world and, and the current mindset, the stuff you're doing is supposed to look bad, right? It's if it looked really, really good, people pro- probably would have already figured it out. Like it's supposed to look off. Otherwise people would already be doing it probably. So there is yeah. that. Right. And so we might, we might be a little quick to judge. I mean, not that we were, we, we like really defend, like we spent time like going over the Matt Berkey stuff in detail, we spent time talking about the Sam Greenwood stuff in detail, and maybe these things are ultimately going to be what we all do. But I think a lot of it too is them experimenting and trying things out and trying to just mess with the dials against their opponents, all of which I value too. I would guess that your level of respect for Matt Berkey and Sam Greenwood is vastly different, though. I would agree that that's probably true, and that's not—it's not so much a put down on Berkey as much it's more about just like my level of respect for Sam Greenwood is so high. It isn't that my level of respect for Berkey is so insanely low. I think Berkey is a bit of a wild card and got defensive that one time, you know, but besides that, I, I mean, I like that he's doing weird stuff. I'm into that. Yeah, me too. It's definitely fun to watch. Yeah. Um, speaking of fun to watch, Mustafa Kanet has been fun to watch over the past five years or so on TV. He's definitely an entertaining player, puts a lot of pressure on people, not afraid to mix it up, maybe to too much of an extent sometimes it seems. Yeah. But, Certainly fun to, to see people try to react to him and, and the stuff that he does, right? I mean, he's a great example of really messing with the dial. So in this series, not this episode, but in the series, I think like in level two or, or episode two, where there are like, you know, six levels in, seven levels in, there's a bit where there are three ways and he flops a flush draw on the button. He's not the original razor, though. He was a call or a preflop. And everyone checks him and he just checks. He makes the flush on the turn. Everyone checks to him. He just checks. And it's just really fascinating. He's talking about how he's got to do things so these guys don't know what he has, and it's really important to him. And he's willing to give up small pieces of potential value along the way for the meta value, you know, because he's playing with these guys a lot. You know, these are all the best players in the world. They see each other constantly in these high roller events and these 10K, six max events and whatever. And so he's really working hard to do stuff that, like, you and I just wouldn't be doing very often, or most people wouldn't be doing very often. Yeah, well... To be fair, most of the time, balance and deception doesn't matter against most fields of tournaments, right? You should be playing for, like, the pure value of each spot most of the time. I will say this, too. At least in this this series, most of the stuff he does along those lines doesn't help him as much as you would want it to, really. Like, it feels like he just ends up losing a lot of value most of the time. But again, if he's playing these guys multiple times, also, if he knows this is going to be on TV and everyone gets to see him do this... It's going to mess people up for, for years in the future, and maybe there's value there, too. Maybe, in fact, he, maybe he's going to do more things non-standard when he's getting filmed than at other times, you know? Maybe. I like that. All that said, you watched uh, all of these episodes with Mustafa, right? And yeah. You said that he often contradicts himself. Massively. The, yeah, where he says, like, I have to call here, and then he folds and stuff like that, right? I mean, it's really weird. Like, all the other players, and I've seen... 
I think he's the third player I've seen now. The fourth player. He's the fourth player I've seen. Everybody else talks about their thought process. Sometimes they'll do something like, eh, I don't really like that. I think I should have done more. Or this was a mistake. And now looking back on it, I see that. Mustafa's more like, this is a clear call. I can only call here. And then he folds. This is a clear raise. This is such an obvious raise. And then he calls. I have to make it. I'm going to go really big here. This is a clear big bet. And then he'll bet tiny. It's really weird. And I don't know if this is on purpose or not, but it feels like he's making it up as he goes along. And quite frankly, of all the players, I'm shocked to say, Mustafa, I've been like least impressed with in terms of what he's saying. It doesn't mean that that's what's really going on, I'll admit. like Maybe he doesn't want to give it all away, but he contradicts himself a lot. A lot of times he plays hands where I'm like, I don't know if that was good. You know, I'm not sure this hand's good. We're going to talk about this hand. Uh, yeah. Most of the other players, I feel like I at least understand why they're doing what they're doing and often think it makes sense and is probably good. And then maybe once in a while, I'm like, I think I would have done that differently, but I think I'm probably wrong and they're right. But Mustafa, I don't think that's true a lot. I think he's probably wrong sometimes, which is weird. It's a weird experience. Maybe I'm just wrong, though, and I have the ability to see everyone's hand, and maybe I'm overvaluing that. You know what I mean? Maybe. I don't know. But so you you think that the thought process behind the decisions made by Pierre Calamusa, who has 1.2 million in earnings... Uh, is is more well articulated at least than that of Mustafa Kanet, who I think is Italy's all time money winner. It is certainly more well articulated. There's no question about that. Um, is his thought process actually better? It's hard to know without because we can't. You know, we don't know what their thought process actually is. But without question, everybody's articulated their thought process more clearly, better, and in ways that make more sense to me in terms of like good poker than Mustafa is. In this series, that said, I'm watch- cool. I watched every episode with Mustafa, fascinated and loved it. And he's an incredible character. He's obviously good at poker. He makes some really interesting decisions, which would make him very hard to play against. Of course, of course. And he has a funny mustache. He does, and I- I've seen him without the mustache now because I watched a few of these episodes. So YouTube is now recommending Mustafa Kanet videos, and they're all like really old ones when he was like a kid, when he was young, and they would they call them all these horrible names because he was chubby. And he looks funny without the mustache, too. He looks so much better with the mustache. Like, I'm really glad he figured that out for himself. <laughs> okay, good for him. They were mean to him, well, man. It sucks. That is, that's too bad. Shouldn't yeah. be mean. People be nice. Okay? That's the lesson of the day. And uh, it was nice of Alex Christian to suggest this hand on Twitter. He did it by including a YouTube link and a timestamp. Now, Alex claims that he's a first-time long-time, meaning first-time suggester, long-time listener, and he claims in his suggestion that he's soon to be a Hall of Famer. So that's a pretty big claim because, first of all, don't be, don't be calling it out like that, Alex. We decide if you're a Hall of Famer, and I don't appreciate you telling me you're a Hall of Famer with one suggestion. This guy, this schlub, he's got one <laughs> suggestion. He's calling himself a Hall of Famer, soon to be. Guess what? This was suggested many days ago. There's not been a second suggestion. If I he's mean, going to be a Hall of Famer, there he, would be at least three by now. He didn't, he didn't say he was a Hall of Famer. He said soon to be. So you're, he's not saying you, you would think he was a Hall of Famer now. How dare you attack him? He's no, calling, no, but he's how calling he, a shot like Babe Ruth. It's awesome. How could he be soon to be a Hall of Famer if he suggested one hand and did not follow it up with more quality suggestions? That's my question. <laughs> Look, it's been two days since he suggested this hand. I'd like just to mention that. Two days. Oh, really? Today's the 18th. Maybe... He suggested on the 16th. So let's just breathe. Okay. 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 Let's... I might have overreacted, <laughs> but at the same point, 
I need to see. I need to see some yeah. evidence, Alex. Of course, I need some more. Of course, I don't think he's claiming he's now a Hall of Famer. He's saying it's the beginning of an incredible streak. Do you really want? I hope do you really want if the Bears draft another quarterback who doesn't suck, or maybe does? Do you want that quarterback to come in and say like, "Yeah, I'm probably going to be a backup," or do you want him to say, "I just want to be the best who ever lived," and then try really hard to do that? What do you want? Because that's what I want. Okay. All right. Okay. If I'm being honest with myself, what I want is in August for me to be saying, wow, Alex Christian really did it. The yeah. last four hands have been suggested by Alex Christian because we just couldn't deny how good they were. Yeah. And he's always suggesting hands. That's what I want. I want that for Alex. You me know? too. This is, by the way, um, this is a really cool hand. And I'm glad he suggested this is one of the hands. And upon watching this, I was like, there's a number of hands actually from this series. Hint, hint, everybody. Uh, that are pretty good and worth doing. And this is one of them. This may be, this is like one of the top three for sure. If not, if not top two, even from Mustafa Kanit. So, okay. Well, let's see if the hand can live up to the hype now that you've made it impossible. Well, I mean, go. you just, you just don't like hype. You, you attack Alex for saying soon to be hall of fame listener. I mean, what well, you just breathe. What's happened like to hype. you? I like hype. I'm a huge fan of the buffer brothers. Huge fan. <laughs> I love yeah. how, they copyrighted a phrase and made $400 million it, by doing that. It's really just that. the one. It's really Michael Buffer, I think, too. It's like, ah, okay. Um, it is. I, he was on uh, TV yesterday because he was in uh, The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls documentary, and they showed him saying his phrase. And I had the same thought of like, how in the world did a guy figure this out and pull this off? This is insane. Like, there's no way you should have been able to copyright that, that phrase and, and be like halfway to a billion dollars for that phrase. Like, that's insane. It makes no sense. Like he like he like has a cheat code to the world or something. It's really strange. It is very strange. Couldn't you just say, "Let's begin to tumble" or something? Like, I mean, I used to start certain podcasts saying like, "Let's get ready to stumble," you know, or whatever, and get really close to it. And I would think you could do that without any issue, but I don't know. I'm sure he sued everyone for a long time and has a great lawyer because they pulled this off. It's it's extraordinary. Anyway, let's get to the poker. All right, let's see if Mustafa can pull this off. Okay. All right, so the situation we're in is we're in this incredibly difficult field, this the 10K6 Max annual event at the World Series of Poker. Yeah. And Mustafa has a huge stack of 300K at the 2K big blind level on day two. So we're not really anywhere near the money. This is probably a five or six day event, right? Something like that. Um, I would guess it's four or five days and only because there's a, a limited number of people in the field. So I would, I would think it's, it can't be more than five days. Probably four. Five is a crazy long time. I don't Bastard. know if it's... Is it is it two hour levels or one hour levels? Oh, is it's it, one hour levels. It's not two hour levels. Oh, the, only, the only thing that's two that hour changes. levels is uh, the main, isn't it? Maybe the well, maybe poker the players ma- championship. I mean, the marathon is almost two hour levels. Yeah, not, but it's called the marathon. Right. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure this is this is hour long levels. Okay. Either way, it's a deep tournament. Obviously, yes. it's yes, 10k it at the World Series. Um, the action and it is six max, but that's not going to matter once you get to the button, which is where this hand starts. Where a player who we don't know who it is, haven't seen him before, so we're going to call him Kid because the video doesn't name him. Yeah. And he is young. So the kid's got 50K, which is 25 big blinds. And 50K is an estimate because they didn't give us chip stacks, but we, we can see the chips pretty well. We yeah. think it's about 50K. It's pretty close. It's fine. Uh, he's going to open the button to 4,500 with Ace of Hearts, Eight of Diamonds. Seems normal and fine, yep. right? Fine. Small blind folds, Mustafa's in the big blind. He's got 300K, as I said. And 6-3 of diamonds, this is a pretty clear defend. Yeah. I mean, we would like the kid to have more chips to defend this hand, but still, 
with with the big blind Annie in there, like we're we have the odds we have to call. I mean, it's twenty five hundred to call, and we've got all the chips in the world. Like, what's the problem? It's an easy call, right? Mustafa calls. The pot is twelve k because of the big blind Annie and the small blind. Yeah, big blind Annie hurts a lot more in a six max man. It's like you gotta you gotta get in some hands. Yeah, fortune favors the aggressive in this, and maybe yeah. maybe you have to make a few more like big calls along the way too, because you just, you're just not going to be in as many spots, you know, where you're playing, when you're playing a big pot, you kind of have to win a bunch of those, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you're, getting away in a big spot is helpful too, of course, but like if it's close, maybe you have to like lean towards putting chips in, you know, like bluff a little more, call a little bit more in this spot, you know, as a result. Yeah. Yeah. So the flop is a decent one for Mustafa and it's okay for the kid too. It's five of diamonds, nine of clubs, six of spades. Yeah. So Mustafa with six three of diamonds has backdoor flush and straight draws along with the six. The kid has ace high and a gut shot to a straight. And uh, Mustafa checks, which feels rudimentary, right? Yes. I mean, it is in theory his board, but it's against the button open. He and it feels very straightforward that he would check this, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. There's probably a whole long discussion we could have about donking on this board in this spot, but let's not have it today. Let's have it some other day. <laughs> okay. I want to have it at this some might point. Not, this might not be the right stack depth to do that, especially with middle pair. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You're right. The kid only having 23 blinds left is probably not a good time to do it. Like you want to be a lot deeper, a lot shorter, probably a lot deeper. Yeah, yeah. probably. All right. So the bigger question is, should the kid bet with ace right. eight on this board? He has showdown value with ace high. I mean, he's not ahead of that much of Mustafa's range, but enough of it that he could win if it checks all the way down. Um, he does have a gut shot. So is it better to like, would you rather bet this hand or ace 10, for example, which hand do you think is better to bet on the five, six, nine board? Cool question. Um, what's better to bet? Jeez. Uh, I guess ace 10 is probably a little bit better to bet because, there are cards that can come with, uh, like, if an 8 or a 7 comes and we have ace 10, it's pretty bad. I guess we've turned a gutter, but it's pretty bad. Like, our opponent can be repping so strong. And, like, now if an 8 or 7 comes, we have a pair and or we have a straight. And, like, the things that Mustafa might be repping, we actually have. So that's kind of cool. So I guess I prefer betting ace 10 as a bluff and feeling like I can check back a little bit more safely with ace 8. But I think it's close. What do you think? When when you say ace ten is a bluff, you mean ace ten is equity denial because you're yeah. never folding out a better hand than of ace course. ten. Of course, yes. But I mean, hoping for a fold when I say a bluff, you're right. Yeah. I mean it as equity yeah. denial. You're correct. Right. I think I agree at this stack depth when we have twenty three blinds remaining that I'd prefer to bet ace ten and just try to deny equity. I think I'd rather bet ace eight with a gut shot if we also had three hundred k because mm-hmm. we could either raise or call if Mustafa decided to check raise this board. Like we we block the nuts. We can have a plan. We can also make a straight still. But at this stack depth, it's not worth it, I think. Right. The implied odds are way better um, the deeper we are, for sure, when we have the ace-8 type hand, for sure. Right. The kid decides to check it back. Um, I wonder what his plan is if things brick and Mustafa starts betting, because it gets a little tricky, you know? Yeah. Especially with this stack size. I mean, it's easier on the turn than on the river, in theory, right? If it goes bet-bet, like on the turn, if it's not too expensive, we can call, because we're going to have the gutter and ace-high. But the river, if Mustafa bets again and bets big, now we're just in crazy hero mode. We're probably going to fold when we only have 20 blinds left or something. Right. Probably. Unless, unless something weird happens. 
so there's still 12K in the pot. And uh, that's exactly how much is in the pot in certain hands in nitrogen poker tournaments. Yeah. You know, like some, sometimes there will be 12K in the pot. That's or, you know, certain cash games. Yeah. I mean, big enough cash game, 12K in the pot. And uh, speaking of tournaments on nitrogen sports poker, there yeah. is the greatest iterated value in poker. It is the Poker Guys monthly memorial tournament. Yep. Of course, it's not memorial. In memoriam. <laughs> <laughs> For the poker guys. Uh, it's the last Sunday of every month. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in with a 100 millibit guarantee. That means the guarantee is 1,000 times the buy-in, which, by the way, is around a dollar at the current price of Bitcoin. Uh, and they never even allow more than 300 players to enter, meaning there's at least 700 guaranteed overlay entries, which is incredible value for you, the player of the poker tournament. Of course, you have to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up if you want access to it. You know, people always said that Grant was a selfish guy. Grant didn't think about other people. Grant Grant's was lazy. War crimes. And you know what? That, what? Those things were all true, but... But there was another side to Grant, too, that most of you never got a chance to see. And I'm sad that none of you ever will now. He, he could be generous. He could be kind-hearted. There was one time once when he had, like, this chocolate bar, and he just was so full. He, I think he was sick. He was like, oh, I'm going to puke. I guess you can have some of this chocolate bar if you want. And he gave me some of his chocolate bar. And that's the kind of guy he could be. At certain times, like once in a blue moon, once very, very rarely, he could be that, that, generous, that generous spirit. And now, now he's, you know, th- heaven's got one more angel tonight. Wow. It's a funny <laughs> joke for, for, the, for you to make. The guy who I've probably given literally hundreds of dollars worth of food over the years. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you couldn't say thousands there, huh? You wanted to say it's, thousands. It's possible. I'm no, not sure. Oh, come on. That's crazy. Hundreds for <laughs> sure, though. No doubt hundreds. Hundreds guaranteed. <laughs> not hundred. Hundreds for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, you yeah, know, it was a good anyway. joke. It was a good joke. What are you going to do? Got to go with it. That all, all stemmed from me saying memorial, huh? Yep. <laughs> anyway get on nitrogen get you some of that poker get in that tournament also of course when sports are around they have sports betting and they have casino games it's all fun it's all internet fun that's what you need yeah internet fun right now absolutely the people for the people which mustafa can it's a person right people are saying that he's not but i I think he is i think he's a person yeah i don't believe the the reddit the subreddit about mustafa can not being a human I yeah, they're saying that. he's a fox, a fox or something. I don't know. I think he's a human. They're all over the place, those people. <laughs> I heard one, one person said turtle, but that was just like, that was an outlier. Mostly they're yeah. going with different mammals. I could sort of um, see the turtle thing a little bit, though. I get it. <laughs> Maybe a little, yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's got six, three of diamonds, whatever species he may be. Yeah. Five of diamonds, nine of clubs, six of spades flop against his opponent, the kid. Sounds so cool. It really does. Kid. Shoot somebody, yeah. the kid. Kill someone. <laughs> You're just cheering for murder. Sweet. You know. He's got the ace of hearts and the eight of diamonds for the gut shot. The turn is the jack of hearts. Not a, not a card either of the players wanted to see. It hits both of them, both of their ranges, you know? Sure. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, it went check, check. So anyone has any. I mean, Mustafa has very wide range. This kid has a more defined range than Mustafa does now, right? When he checks back the flop. Unless he's checking back this flop 100% of the time, which are nearly 100%, which I guess he probably is. So actually, not super defined. I take everything back. I just said. 
Good wow, job. That was a quick, quick yeah. turn. I needed, I needed, I needed, that's me, you know, that's my thought process. We just heard it out loud instead of me doing it internally. There you go. So yeah, you're right. It's that like Jack, you, uh, that Jack certainly hits, can hit both players. I feel like you just walked out the door of your apartment and realized you weren't wearing pants and just like turned around and walked right back in. Like, oh, damn kinda, it, that was almost a mistake. I sometimes get in the car and I'm about to drive and I'm like, oh, yeah, go put on those shoes. That's not true. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's true. You are, you are quite, you are quite absent-minded See? a lot of the time. I thought so you were going to jump on that. Here you go. Here's your chance. I'm <laughs> absent-minded. You're generous of spirit once that one time. And it's uh, when I'm full. Yeah. When you're sick, when you're so sick, the food makes you want to puke. You're willing to give a little bit of it away. And you know what? And I appreciated that. And I appreciate you for as long as you're going to be alive. I appreciate you for those, these, this little precious time we still have. Okay, great. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Jack of hearts on the turn, right? How should Mustafa proceed? Should he bet mostly for equity denial? Because he's very unlikely to get value. Maybe he can get value from a five once in a blue moon, but it's unlikely. I mean, or should he check and figure it out? He might be able to get high, a value from ace high also. Like, he, for yeah. example, the ace high we're up against is a candidate to call if we were to bet, right? True. Um, True. And big aces like ace queen, ace king, I don't think are just going to fold automatically. But yes, still, mostly we're, we're denying equity. You're right. Um, I think it's really close. I I personally would lean towards a check here because the jack feels like it's kind of good for my opponent and I'd rather give him a chance to bluff at that than and like tell tell whatever story he wants to tell rather than me win this tiny pot right now. So I I I want to check, but there's a problems with that number one, we can get blown off this hand, we can get bluffed off this hand. Um we might we might call a bet that's b- on turn and river that are bigger. We usually, have, if we call a turn, we have to plan to at least call the river a fair amount of the time. Um, we're allowing whatever equity he has to realize itself. So if he's got ace high or a king or a queen or a 10 or whatever, and he hits that on the river, then we lose instead of just folding him out if he has like queen 10 or something. So there's a lot of issues with it too. Still, my inclination is more to check than to bet. What do you want to do? I think my inclination is more to bet. I just yeah. feel like, we're on opposite sides of this than we normally are. It seems like you're, you're often the guy who wants to deny equity more than I do. Yeah. Um, but I feel like this is a spot where like, there's so few cards that you like, and this is your common argument when you're on the side of it. It's true. This feels like an extreme case of that where like, we don't have any additional equity beyond our pair. We don't have anything like special that can happen on the river except for hitting a six or a three. And every other card feels bad. Like a four and a five are okay, I guess, and a deuce, but, other than that, everything feels really bad. I mean, because the, the ranges are so undefined, like we just don't know anything. You know what I mean? So like cards that look bad may not be bad. And that's kind of to our advantage a little bit. Like we may get bluffs. We may be, we may induce certain bluffs as a result. Like when we check this again, I'd expect a lot of, a lot of the time we're going to get a bluff. If, I mean, or a bet. I shouldn't necessarily say a bluff, but a lot of time he's going to bet because the jack is a reasonable card to bluff with after he checks back the flop, right? And if a big card comes again, he's probably going to bluff that too. If if he's bluffing, by the way, like we can see if an ace yeah. comes, he wouldn't be bluffing. So I don't know. Or a seven. Yeah, or a seven, right? Yeah. It's. I mean, it, it can't be that bad to bet small and like get to the river cheap. But, you know, when we bet and get called... And more chips go in the pot on the river. That's problematic for us a lot, right? Well, the goal is not to bet and get called. The goal is to bet and have him fold mostly. Yeah. Like, that's what yeah. we want, right? Right. Which would be a fine result. 
I mean, if, if we're really just about denying equity, he usually only has six outs here, right? If we're ahead. Yeah. So, like, we're ahead a lot. I mean, we're ahead percentage-wise. We're, like, going to win a lot if we're ahead right now. And so it doesn't feel like there's that much we have to protect against in terms of um, our equity. Although we don't know what parts of our... We don't know what cards are good or bad for us, like you're saying. Like, we can make up a story about almost any card that comes down that isn't a six or a three, really. Yep. So yep, it's, it's, it's not an easy spot. It's close, I think. It's yeah. pretty close. I, I mean, I certainly I think, don't hate a bet by any means. I think it's fine to bet here. And I might ultimately talk myself into it. But my, my first inclination is to check when the jack comes. I think, by the way, I want to point out, you, you said the phrase earlier, give the equity a chance to realize itself. Yeah. And I wanted to, to unpack that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Is that about like self-awareness or is it, is it even possible for equity to realize itself? Is that like a myth, like pulling yourself up by your bootstraps? Is it possible? Well, first of all, who can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps? What the hell? Can we start there? What, what, what about that isn't possible? All right. To be clear, you're being facetious, right? You no. understand the origin of the phrase. I don't know the origin of the phrase. I don't care the origin of the phrase. Are bootstraps a thing? Is there such thing as a yes. bootstrap? So can you pull yourself up by them? No. Why not? That's the whole point. Why not? Like, imagine, like, the idea is that you actually get higher in, like, the air by yeah. pulling up. Yeah. Do you think that's possible? Of course it is. You cut, With, off the, you cut the strap off your boot. You put the bootstrap on something high. You pull yourself up. What is the problem? <laughs> okay. Super straightforward. <laughs> I think it has to be on the boot for the, the metaphor to make sense. Okay, fine. Put the boots up higher and pull yourself up by them. What is the big deal? They have to be on your feet. Who says? No, you see, the next iteration of that is you say you cut off your feet, obviously. I don't know why you didn't say that. I don't even think it matters. I could be hanging upside down and pull myself up by my bootstraps. My feet are above me. Why do I have to cut off my feet? Why do I, do, I don't have to pull, do the end of saw. You know, I, I can very Spoiler comfortably... Alert. Yeah, I know. Right? But come on. It's been like 22 years. By the way, really good movie. Really a surprisingly good movie. Second one, not bad either. First one's great. Um, like, so easily. There's so many ways to pull myself up by my bootstraps. And you're over here. Here you go again, by the way. Oh, Alex Christian. Ah, oh, you want to be a Hall of Famer? I'm going to shit in your mouth. That's, a kind of, that's what I think about you. <laughs> I did not say that. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mustafa, get it. This is one of your best hands. Fuck you, Mustafa. <laughs> like, you're so mean to people. So why you, arrogant. Why are you always <laughs> gaslighting the audience into thinking I'm like a war criminal? I will say that I feel like sometimes people misuse the term gaslighting, but that was the correct use of it right there. Like I am absolutely yeah. gaslighting, right? And that was a perfect example of it. <laughs> like perfect <laughs> example of gaslighting. If you're what sometimes I think people are a little unclear about what it means, which is maybe why it's misused, but that was it. Like I am felt good. It feels good to gaslight though. That's the thing that no one talks about. That's why people do it so often. Yeah. It's a sense of power and like authority and freedom. And maybe, I don't know, maybe you just have to get out a little more. You know, once maybe when they, <laughs> yeah, maybe when they reopen movies, movie theaters again, I'll, I won't need to gaslight the audience about who you are and what you do. Anyway, let's see if this equity can realize itself. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Mustafa's going to opt for the bet, the equity denial. Okay, uh, he's fair enough. Bet 4,500 into 12K. Now, to counteract my previous point, it feels like on this card, there's not a ton of hands that he's actually going to fold out that this kid could have. Like, 
if the kid has a gut shot of any kind, he can't really fold in position for this price, right? And that includes any seven, any eight, king, queen, king, ten. Yeah. He's obviously not folding any pair. Is he folding the bad ace highs? Maybe. Maybe like ace deuce and ace three. Hands okay. Like that. Cool. We block ace three. I mean, there's not there's not too many of those. There's a, yeah. I don't know that there's we're going to successfully fold out much. So now we're now we're back to getting value. By the way, if we're betting, right? Yeah. Which so I think I just convinced myself that I agree with you. And oh, that's cool. I'd rather check. I'd I wish I had check. realized that there's essentially there's very 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 few hands, but that that jack coming just makes so many gutters possible and straight draws possible, if not pairs possible. That the whole board it feels like it's mostly covered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe really the hard. kid has like king deuce king three king four suited and queen x suited also maybe, but. Maybe. Then we're not, it doesn't really, like, there's not that much to deny from those anyway. Yep, that's right. And he may take a shot with, like, his absolute worst hands that, like, don't improve on this kind of a turn anyway. Like, the king deuce suited is, like, one of the worst hands. Like, there's very few turn cards that are going to work for him unless, you know, unless maybe, I guess he could pick up a backdoor flush draw sometimes. Um, so he's going to, he, like, he's got to have, he's going to bet at this a little bit, I would guess, you know, with, with, like, some top range value and some bluffs, just a little bit. And, Maybe those are the hands he's doing it with. Some, some of them, anyway. So there may be even less of hands that are going to fold than we would want, potentially. That's what yeah. I'm wondering. So I think, actually, I like a check better than a bet. But cool. Mustafa does bet. And um, so the fine. kid's got ace-eight. The question is to call or to raise, because you can't fold when you have ace-high against a guy like Mustafa Canet. And right. you also have a gut shot. It feels like we should call more than we should raise, just because Canet, as you have mentioned, is uncapped here. You know, like, yeah. cool, we blocked the nuts, but he still is uncapped. He has a lot of hands that can easily call the raise. This is probably not one of them, but like, he's got a lot of two pair of hands. He absolutely can have the straight. He can have big he probably draws. Calls with a jack. He probably calls with a jack. I too. think he probably does. Um, especially because we only have like 22 blinds left anyway. You know what I mean? It, we can't threaten him in any real way. Like we can't put too much pressure on him. He can put pressure on us. So yeah. that matters too. Yeah, I think I like a call as well for the same reasons. Um, he's he's going to have such, so, a, such a dirty board where Mustafa can have so many different things. Yeah, he's going to have some give-ups on the river. Um, we can bluff certain rivers. We get there on certain rivers. We can sort of delay our big decision till the river because this is cheap enough. And while we, while we still could maybe hit some of our cards, that will just make us the winner. So I don't hate that. I like that, I think. Yeah, the kid does too. The kid calls. Yeah. Man, you're gonna you're gonna ask me to call you the kid, aren't you? You you basically do call me the kid. Like, look, you don't even realize that you've gaslighted yourself into not realizing that you you've been calling me that for like six years. But if you listen to old podcasts, you I've call me the kid like myself. a lot. What? I've realized myself, like the <laughs> equity. That's not weird to realize yourself. <laughs> Especially if you're an inanimate object or a concept. We need to nor- we need we need to normalize realizing ourselves. <laughs> We should use this platform for good. (laughs) For good, yeah. 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 We never really did unpack that equity realizing itself phrase, by the way. No, because it's not unpackable. It's basically... It's completely packable. Well, maybe it is, but it's also maybe Pandora's box. You know, you don't really want to unpack it and find out what's in there. (laughs) But you didn't know that until you opened Pandora's box. That's the trick about Pandora's box. Like, you don't know. You don't know that so much shit is coming out and there's only hope left. You think it's a cool box full of like treats and stuff. You, and once you oh. open it, now you know. It's a Schrodinger's cat type situation, really. You know, it's, it's both alive Without and dead. 
without the quantum both. entanglement. Yeah, Schrodinger's the, cat without quantum yeah, entanglement. But maybe even with it, like the 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 real the equity is both packed and unpacked. You know, it's both realized and unrealized. That's what I'm saying. It makes Obviously, sense. That's why. I mean, everybody knew you were going to say that at some point on this podcast. <laughs> everybody could tell. They're like, here he goes again. <laughs> <laughs> the classic levy. Yeah. All right. So, anyway, the kid calls. Yeah. The pot is now 21K, and the river is a real bad one for Mustafa. It's the king of clubs. So, not ideal. Yeah. I mean, if Mustafa wants to try to get the kid off a better hand, he could try to rep kings up now. That's something he could decide to do, but that's sure. a bit weird when he has a six. What do you think about that idea? Turning his hand into a bluff, like an absolute bluff, clear here. Um, I mean, it's strong as hell to do that. The problem, of course, is the kid does make a number of pretty strong hands here where he's probably going to feel obligated to call when the king comes, right? Like the queen 10 makes the nuts, of course. King Jack yep. makes a super strong hand. King 10 is probably going to feel like any king is probably going to feel obligated to call a bet, right? On the king river. 10, king, queen, king 7, king 8 all make sense for the kid to have if he's yeah. going to check back ace-8 on that board. Yeah. Um, if the kid turned to jack, he might call the river anyway, even though a king comes. You know, he may not, he's not automatically folding. Yeah. This is the 10k 6-max. These guys aren't just easy pushovers who just fold because they don't like one card, you know. Uh, it's close. Uh, we're trying to fold that. Like, our story isn't great enough that, I mean, we, we could have the nuts... But we don't block the nuts, which sort of sucks. It'd be, it'd be much easier to do this if we had a 10 in our hand, I think. We'd like 10-6 suited to like bet the river because at least we block some stuff. Yeah. But not blocking anything here, I don't really want to bet. It seems like a bad spot. feels like we're just going to get called way too often and lose. Or fold, so out, or, a, fold out, or fold out worse hands, which isn't great either. So it's a check and figure it out. Kind of hope he checks back. Maybe we can win sometimes when he checks back. I mean, we can beat the ace highs that check back and that's it, right? Pocket pairs below the the four. Yeah. Or the five. Five, I guess. And maybe four or five suited in hands like that. Ace five. Yes, the fives, which are um, which are very likely to check back anyway, right? Yeah. But not you a guarantee so. either. Honestly, not a guarantee. Both betting and checking have problems, but I think checking is the lesser of the two evils. Yeah, we get to control the pot a bit too, because we don't want to bet as a bluff get raised and have to Davide could tie this shit where we're like, Oh God, now he's so polarized that I have to think about it. You know? Well, Davide is actually sitting at the table so we could ask Davide to do it for us. That would be great. Know? That would be yeah. great. Um, probably on this board, you could just bet fold pretty comfortably. Cause when Davide did it, it, when he was heads up against Andrew Chen, there was a four card straight on the board. And it was so, a different scenario. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was a much easier spot where he could decide that Chen didn't have to have it because Chen was really polarized in a way that, um, this kid wouldn't have to be. This kid could definitely do it with two pair, could move in with two pair or something like that because he's short enough. Um, I think I like a check, but it's close. It's close. Once in a while, if we check and the kid bets and we can, if we can pick off a bluff, I don't know if we can do that. We win a lot of chips that we wouldn't otherwise win by betting, which is cool too, you know? Like, so yeah. that's something. I don't know, man. I have a new But hope. sometimes we pay. Like, sometimes, sometimes he bets a lot more than we would bet on the river. Like we could bluff for less on the river than he might bet if he's betting for value and then cost ourselves chips that way. So I think I like a check. It's close. I think I like a check overall better. Um, I have a new hope now based on this discussion. I, in, the, in the 2021 World Series of Poker Main event, I hope I'm playing. I hope I'm at Davide Katai's table. I hope I bet the river and get raised by a really good player. And then I turn to Davide Katai and say, hey, can you Davide Katai this shit for me? And give him my hand. That's what I want to do. Just pass it over to him? Yeah. You think they'll let you do that? 
Like, are they going to call the floor? Is anyone going to say anything? If I'm at the I'm table, the, I won't say anything. I'm one of the poker guys. They're going to let me do it. Yeah, they're going to let you do it. And then he's going to look at the hand and he's going to like really stare at that guy for a long time. And yeah. And then he'll take your chips and put them in because he calls a lot. <laughs> yeah. And then he'll give me $100 and buy me a coffee. Sounds yeah. great. Because that's the other thing David Kataya always does. He's known for that. He gives people money and buys them a coffee. Yeah. It's really a wonderful combination. <laughs> it's, it's cool to be at his table. Yeah. Brightens the day. Yeah. Anyway, back to reality. Right. Mustafa decides to check. The That's board fine. again reads five of diamonds, nine of clubs, six of spades, jack of hearts, king of clubs. He's got a pretty bad six, three of diamonds here. Not feeling so good. Mm-hmm. All right. So Mustafa's checked to you. You're the kid. You feel like you're probably behind with Ace-8, right? Like, it's I mean, rare that you're ahead. We're ahead sometimes, for sure. Sometimes Mustafa bets the turn is just giving up. Uh, but we're also behind f- enough of the time that I think a bluff is something we should strongly consider here. That, like, okay, we can sort of do the just-in-case bluff where, okay, sure, he's going to fold all the hands we're beating. But, like, there's a bunch of baby hands, like he has, actually, where these one pair sort of weak hands that we should just be able to successfully fold out at least some of the time, right? Yeah. Might as well go for so, it. I mean, the pot's gotten a little bit big and it's worth winning. All right. Let's see if uh, the kid gets it right here because he okay. does bet. He bets 17500 And yeah. I want to ask a few questions about that. Yeah. Is he doing a good job repping a, a hand? And should he be doing that? Okay. Well, the size is interesting, right? He goes big. And yeah, almost pot. Would he do this with just a king? Would he bet this much with a king is a, is a question I have. I think if this kid is good, and you said Mustafa mentions that the kid is good, right? No, he no, no, he doesn't mention this kid. He t- he talks about a bunch of other people who are good who we've never seen. He doesn't say anything about this kid. I don't think so. Okay, we don't but know. there's a decent there's a decent chance the kid is good based on him playing in this event. He's everything. a younger guy who's playing in the 10k six max. There's a reasonable chance he's good. All right, so if he's good, I think he should have any king because okay. when he has this stack depth, Mustafa's gonna. And you, I know you said that Mustafa tries to like play in a way that is hard to figure out, but forgetting that for a second, Mustafa's pretty capped with this line when he checks the river. Like, he doesn't have too many hands that are better than a king. Agreed. I mean, he may have rivered a king and once in a while check it, but mostly he's going to bet that for value, I think, too, because he assumes the hands that can call are all, like, going to check back. Not all. Yeah. Maybe a really good jack can bet, but that's, like, it. So he'd be trying to get value if he had a king himself most of the time. Maybe once in a while he's checking for balance, but most of the time he's going to bet a king or better. Yeah. So what is the kid repping in, like, do we think he can have as bad as king seven? That'd be his worst hand? When he bets 17-5 on the river? That's a question I'd be asking myself as Mustafa. I think that's a really good question. He should be able to have it, right? But... Might he bet smaller with these, like, medium kings? You know, try and, like, get more value from the weaker hands. Like, just be worried that you're going to fold out all these weaker hands. I don't know. He might be thinking he has such a range advantage here yeah. that he can bet big for value because Mustafa's going to be forced to call with his jacks a lot of the time hmm. based on his line and where he fits in his distribution. Yeah, maybe. And if Mustafa's known to hero, which at times he will be, for sure, this is one example, but there are others, even in this inside of the mind of the pro where he does some, some big heroes. Uh, that's another reason to go big against him, right? Where like, if we have it, we want to bet big. So that way we're more likely to get paid more and it's a great opportunity. And if we don't have it, we can maybe fold them out a little bit more, you know? All right. But let's stop talking about the margins and talk about the big hands that really make sense. Cause there are okay. actually quite a few of those. Like yeah. Queen, queen 10. 
Oh, yeah. He should be able to have all 16 combos of Queen-10. I mean, maybe he's betting some of them on the flop, but I can I mean, see him checking back on that flop. He's raising Queen-10. some of those on the turn, though. Okay, he's raising some of those on the turn. Sure. But Queen-10, certainly he has some combos of that. No doubt. I King-Jack. Uh, King Jack, Jack makes for sure. perfect sense. King five and King six. Yep. Perfect so sense. Makes some decent sense. Yeah. Yeah. So all of those are very strong hands. That's a, that's a fair amount of combos that, that make tons of sense, right? Yep. And there's a few others too that are strong, like Jack five, Jack six suited, where he checked yeah. the flop and decided just to call the turn rather than raise sure. the turn because um, he's short and he wants to make sure he gets more value. And now that the king comes and Mustafa checks, he's going big for value. Not insane. Yeah. Um, here's a question I have. Can he have ace jack? I don't know if he's going to have hands that he sizes smaller. Maybe he doesn't have ace jack, but if he always sizes this way on this line in this run out, then maybe he can have ace jack. Yeah. I mean, king seven and ace jack are just one pip apart pretty much. And yeah, ace jack should really play the same against Mustafa's range in terms of the value that it has. Like Mustafa almost never has ace jack because of preflop. He's often just going to re-raise and be happy to get it in sure, for 25 blinds. That's true, but I think we fall into a little bit of an issue with this argument where we don't take into account distribution enough, and it's the same as when we're trying to make a call. When we're trying to get thin value, we might end up mm-hmm. over-thin valuing ourselves if we don't use distribution when we're deciding how to do it, even if it is the same against the player's range. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh it's, I think ace-jack is the close one. I think even if we have, like, queen-jack, like, betting this much seems questionable. Even though queen-jack really should play the same as ace-jack, except maybe we chop sometimes against other queen-jacks. But we figure, like, we're, like, like Mustafa doesn't really have ace-jack and probably doesn't yeah, have He's probably better. basically moving us in pre-flop with ace-jack. Yeah, so, like, queen-jack should play the same. But So, to me, like, I might go for it with ace-jack and I might not with queen-jack. In both cases, though, we're blocking a jack, which isn't great for value, right? Because if, we're, if right. we have the king, then we want to get called by jacks, which makes a lot of... Mustafa's line looks like a jack a lot. It We'd could be other things, too. We'd yeah, much of rather have a king. Right, because of the blocking stuff, for sure. But does that mean we're not going to go for value? This this level of value with ace-jack, even if we don't... If, if that's the hand we actually have? As Semi Far used to say, like, I would play aces that they gave to me, but she gave me these cards, so I had to play these. You know, like... Well, <laughs> based on this discussion that we're having, it really feels like Mustafa should fold his six. Right. Yeah. Like if we're wondering if the kid should value bet ace jack, because the bluffs are basically just gut shots that missed and weird ace high queen, king, queen, king, 10, king, seven and king, eight all came in as the gut shots that that now have a king. Yeah. Um, so now queen, it's down to ace 10, ace queen, ace 10, ace seven, ace eight, ace Deuce, ace three. I mean, there's Would he just call not the much turn? He might just fold the turn with those. Yeah, he might. Ace four. Maybe he calls because of the ace high value, but maybe just throws it away. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to have some hands that he checks the flop with and folds the turn with, and those feel like pretty good candidates. Yeah. There's like no queen highs that we can beat anymore, right? Queen highs on the turn, like queen 10 got there. I mean, they were already there. I guess they're either, I guess queen seven and queen eight is the only yeah. queen highs we can beat. Um, but they may not have checked the flop, and they may not have called the turn. Right. Like, the ace-high nature of, of the gut shot is probably yeah. a lot more enticing to check the flop because of the showdown value than queen-high. Here's the thing. If if we believe, though, he's calling with ace like an ace-eight because of the showdown value, then why do we think he's bluffing the river with that same hand? Because the runout changed and Mustafa checked the river. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if the board like pairs, it goes check-check. 
but the king yeah. comes and it's like, this is an opportunity for me to like clean up some of the equity where I would lose. And I can, I can actually pick up some wins here that I otherwise wouldn't get. Right. Right. And when Mustafa checks the river, it feels like ace high is losing. Whereas like you can make the decision to hero on some runouts with ace high when Mustafa keeps betting. I mean, Mustafa definitely has some give ups, right? He's not going to just every bluff on the turn is not going to be a bluff on the river for sure. Yeah. But true. You still, I don't disagree with you that it's not a great spot. Our ace eight doesn't feel like it's ahead enough of the time, probably where we can, uh, when we think about the value of betting and maybe how many other things we can get to fold, that it's probably worth doing. The bluff is All probably right, so worth doing. Let's look at this through the singular lens of Mustafa Kanit's decision. Okay. Whether he should call or not. Right. Well, okay. Let's, let's use a couple of things. We already talked about the kids range a little bit. We'll talk about that more in a second. Let's talk about distribution because it's not going to okay. look pretty with distribution. Where does Mustafa <laughs> land in his distribution? I mean, pretty far down. I mean, we have a few weird bluffs. I mean, we probably have you know, naked sevens and naked eights, but we might have bluffed those on the river a lot too. It does, those are easy yeah. anyway. We're never going to call with those. So it, you know what I mean? But we, ha- we probably have some give ups that we're just throwing away. We have to have some. But okay, then so after, we have some of that. After we have that, some fives. We have a fives. few fives. Sure. We have all the fives probably. Like, yeah. I mean, a, a, a fair number of fives. Then this is like our worst six that doesn't block anything. So yep. that does. So this is pretty far down is the point. Right. Because like we have so many better hands. Nines. We have a bunch of nines and a bunch of jacks. Yep. We probably have a little bit of, of and a few very strong hands too. Like we probably yeah, have a king a once a few, a king once in a while, maybe even a two pair hand once in a while, maybe the nuts once in a while. But it just feels like, yeah, we have so many, but like having all the nines and all the jacks feels like the bad six, so a bad six. That, like that doesn't block anything. Like this is a bad, bad hand to call with. seems like. Yeah. So we're, we're Mustafa lands in his distribution. Not good. Yeah. So that's that, that argument goes for fold the kid's story and what he's repping. I think if we assume he's a good player, which I think is easy to do in this spot, I think the story is good. I think he's doing a good job repping a lot of hands that we discussed. Yeah. If he can have as low as king seven, especially if he can have as low as ace jack, this is an absolute fold. We have to fold. I think you're probably right. There's just too many, too many hands that are beating us. And he does king have jack, strong hands ten. in his range. Yeah. The, his king jack, hands, queen ten, king five, king yeah. six, jack six, jack five suited, uh, what else is there? King seven, king eight, king queen, king ten. Like that was easy to name all of those hands. Yeah, and there's probably more. There are probably more. And then the bluffs are just ace seven, ace eight for sure. We we think are in there because he would call. He would check the flop back. Maybe he has queen seven and queen eight. Maybe, but we're not sure. Other than that, it's hard to put together a bluff that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with you. It feels like this is a fault, um, and actually kind of an easy fault. Even, you know, as opposed to like, there's some closer stuff here. Like if we have uh, nine, eight, that's a weirder spot, you know, nine, seven. If we have a Jack, we have Jack 10. I guess we probably have to call with that because that's closer to the top of our, of our distribution here. So like the, a reasonable nine is where it gets weird. Nine where we block the nuts is where it gets weird. Right. I guess nine, 10, yep. nine, 10 is where we block the queen, 10, nine, yep. queen. Those are the hands where it gets, uh, it gets tough and we probably have to find some calls with those kinds of hands yeah well in the the inside of the mind of a pro mustafa even says well it seems like i'm more likely to be losing than winning and he has got a lot of value here but i'm don't believe him so i call yeah. <laughs> like i mean he's allowed to be losing more than he's winning he's getting almost two to one yeah. right like he's right, supposed he to was implying 
he implied that it should be a fold, but he said yes. But then he said, I don't believe him, which could be a read. Maybe he's got a physical tell on the kid. Maybe. And he doesn't want to reveal it. Um, but he does call and is correct. Wins the pot. I will say it's possible Mustafa's just got a lot of tells on people. And so all the stuff that he's saying, because I was saying like his articul- the way he articulates what he wants to do and what he actually does is contradictory. And I don't always like his, his explanations even of why he's doing what he's doing. Maybe he's actually just got a lot of tells on people and is like trying to direct away from that and doesn't want people to know. And so he's giving all this other, he's just saying, sort of just saying stuff because actually he's got a good read on everyone and doesn't want to talk about that. That would make Could sense, be. honestly, because he's been so successful. And the really good players have a huge trouble with him. So it doesn't really make sense that, oh, is, he's, not great at articu- he's not great at being able to articulate poker theory and he's not great at being able to think through poker hands. That doesn't really make any sense to me, you know? I don't know. Hard, it's hard yeah. to say. It's hard to say. Anyway, yeah, Either he way, finds a call here. Yeah, and he's right. And now he's got an even bigger stack. But I think you said he actually stone bubbles the event. He does. He stone bubbles the event. Now, we actually asked the solver what it wants to do in this spot, too as Mustafa. And by the way, the solver did want as the kid to bet all Kings on the river and bet big with them. Just like we thought, like King seven, absolutely bet this size. Um, It wants Mustafa to call 27% of the time. So basically it's mostly wants him to fold uh, with six, three suited here. And I mean, we agree. We think he should fold. Yep. But instead he calls and gets to be the hero. At least for a little while. Like what's that phrase about being the hero? Uh, you, it's something like you die, you either die the hero or live long enough to be, to see yourself become the villain. Something like that. Right. Which is, you know, true in a lot of cases. Look at Jeff Bezos. Yeah. That's really deep, man. I know, man. With that, we leave you to your thoughts. Oh, Is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.